0: We bless you, we honor you, in Jesus' name, amen, amen. 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 Uh, as Pastor Wendy said, and we do, we bless God for her, we see Nia here and Levi, we greeted him earlier, and we love all of y'all. Man, I'm, I'm, you wouldn't know it, but if you could see me on the inside, I'm breakdancing, I'm spinning on my head, I'm doing all kinds of stuff, because I, I get a certain kind of giddy and silly when it comes to God's word, amen. because he's teaching us more about him for relationship purposes. When Pastor Ray called me, there's some, some key words that you say to me that gets me into different modes. So I'm listening like Dumbo with my ears stretched like this waiting. And he said the key words. So I went before the Lord and I said, so, Father, I'm going to City Church on Father's Day. What would you have me share there? These are your people. You know them. I'm in the family of God. We're, we're relatives. Some of we, us are just meeting now, but you know them because you created them and you intended them. What would you have me say to them today? He said, Ask them, where are you? Just simply, where are you? Good. And don't run past it and just, we're in the Angelica in Plano, Texas, 7025 or whatever the address is, Bishop Road. No, 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 I'm at this state in my life, married X number of years, single, whatever, grandparents, whatever, this, that's not what he means and just running past it. See, the things that you, you probably will not acknowledge or address, he's talking about that. If, if you were driving down a road that may have been familiar, and then you took a turn and got off into an unfamiliar area, you wouldn't know where you are. Where are you? Life right now, with all your accomplishments, shalom, all your great Uh, joys, defeats, challenges that have affected where you are, decisions that you've made, decisions that others have made that have affected you. Where are you now? Where are you? Find yourself, locate yourself. And when I thought about this, I wanted to and I said, "Well, I don't know how many kids are going to be here. I was going to get, you know, Dr. Seuss's uh, Horton. Here's the who. That's the one I was going to use, to, and I'm going to use this for a children's ministry message later, so if somebody else gets it, give me a little credit for it if you use it before I do. And so Horton uh, Horton has this little, I call it like a huge pink dandelion kind of flower, and there's a speck on the flower, and it's Whoville. All of the Who's, can you imagine, just say all of, of, of Dallas, let's just say all of Texas, that'll be huge, living in a speck on top of a flower. And this huge elephant comes upon them and finds them and they're communicating with him. He's communicating with them. They don't believe him that he's saying that there's a world outside of Whoville. They don't believe him until he says, well, what I'm going to do, I'm going to cover this up and make night come. And so then he overshadows the, the speck and it's night. And then he makes it day and he go back night. day. You know, he's playing around and and they're freaking out because they go to sleep, put the shades on, all of this stuff like this. I was going to use that as a backdrop because it spoke to me on a level. But Lord said, no, take them to Genesis chapter three, verses one through 11. And the key verse being nine and 11. You can see it there on the screen. Now, the serpent was more subtle and crafty than any living creature of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he, Satan, said to the woman, can it really be that God has said, you shall not eat from every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat the fruit from the trees of the garden, except the fruit from the tree which which is in the middle of the garden. God has said, you shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest she die. But the serpent said to the woman, you shall not surely die, for God knows that in the day that you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil and blessing and calamity. And when the woman saw that the tree was good, suitable and pleasant for food and that it was delightful to look at and a tree to be desired in order to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate and she gave some of also to her husband and he ate. Then the eyes of them both were opened, and they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves apron-like girdles. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to Adam and said to him, Where are you? He said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, and I hid myself. And he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten of the tree which is which I commanded you that you should not eat? Now, this is causing me to have so many questions. The intent of using this text of scripture is to help you find where you are. And you'll relate on your own level. But your life is going to be forever changed. I promise you that. I promise you that. I got so excited when I read this. I'm familiar with this. I've taught Genesis, all 50 chapters, but I saw something in this I've never seen before. I have a doctorate in theology. Y'all probably didn't know that about me. You did. OK, well, oh, they know more about me than I knew they knew. But I felt so dumb when I read this. I felt like I had never picked up the scriptures before. There, there was this text in here where, where it said that let me let me look at this verse right here. Um, After they ate it, this is before that. She said, and the woman saw that the tree was good, suitable and pleasant for food. Lust of the eye. And it was delightful to look at. Lust of the flesh, lust of the eye. And a tree to be desired in order to make one wise, pride of life. I never saw that. This is Genesis 3 talking about Matthew. Matthew's account of what Jesus Christ did when he was led into the wilderness to be tempted of the enemy. And he overcame the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye and the pride of life. You know that account where he was tempting him to eat bread and cast himself down. All these things. This right here in Genesis was before Jesus manifested as a human in creation. Yeah. Where are you? So 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 God gave instructions to the humankind that he created. Don't touch this tree. Don't eat of this tree, the one in the middle of the garden. Why? Because what it's going to do is open you up to something that I never intended for you to be opened up to. Yeah, they ate it because the enemy, Satan, tempted her to say, God doesn't want you to be like him. Think about this. The Bible says God created us in his likeness and image. We were already created like God. So, so why would we need to eat something to be like what we already are? <laughs> yeah, it's going to get better for you in a minute. Uh-huh. <laughs> so Genesis 3 is talking about sin and the curse problem. Understand this. We were all born after Adam and Eve fell. Everyone was born under the curse of sin. Even if you didn't do a thing yet, you were cursed under sin because of what they did. Do you get that? Do you see that? I'm trying to ask you, where are you? I'm trying to show you now. You were cursed before you were born because of their disobedience. That's where it came from. You didn't do anything yet, but you were going to do something because you had the proclivity now because of our father and our mother. Now, then after they took of the tree, they ate of the tree and they sinned, then here's the blame game. God asked in verse 11, who did it? Did you do this to Adam? I read it to you. And he said, the woman you gave me. Then she said, it's the serpent. You know, everybody's blaming everybody's nobody's taking responsibility. I'm asking you, where are you? Nobody's taking responsibility for what they've done. So let's just think about that for a moment. When God created Adam in manifestation, where was Eve? I'll tell you, she was in Adam. She was in Adam. You know, the rib theophonic. She was in him. He's shown us what marriage looks like. That's the first marriage. When he created Adam, Eve was in Adam. They're one by side from the side parts. Well, here's the thing. When Adam got the instruction from God, she was in him under him. He passed it on to. Let me just say this for a second. I thought about this. Do you know Adam didn't have any family members? Think about this. I want this to, to, to really touch you in a space that you can relate. When God created Adam, he was the only man. He didn't have siblings. Well, his daddy was God, but he didn't have any siblings. His, you know, God created him. There was not a human mankind like him in creation. So Adam is alone. All these things that we struggle with, he didn't have that. When I look at these, the movies of, of people being out on a desert island by themselves and they take a coconut and draw a face on it and, and uh, some trash and make it into a, you know, Adam didn't even have that as a point of reference. Do, do you understand? Where are you? Where are you? So then, then when, when God gave him instructions, it was for his protection. It was what God intended. What it is, is this is the state of heaven. When he created the garden, he's showing us what he intended. Oh, yeah, I hear your question. And where you are right now, you're confused about all the calamity in the earth. How can you be God and a loving God and you doing all of this and allowing all this to happen? He didn't. Do you see this? He didn't. He set it up perfect from the beginning. He said, don't do this. Why? Because I don't want you to get to 2018 and have all this stuff going on because I'm a good, good father. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a good, good. Fa- y'all on. When that song was on, I was like, Lord, just let me stay in my little spot right here. Don't do- if y'all had did it just one more time, it would have just been a mess in here. I mean, a real a real good mess, too, because we're loved by him. Don't get it twisted. You're in doubt. You're angry. You're upset. You're confused. That's where you are. But he's a good, good father. He always has been. He is loved because he chooses to be loved. None of this stuff affects him in his goodness. You've got to see this. He set this thing up because he knew what we would do. I used to think like this, y'all. I've grown up a little bit. I'm 55 now. I know I don't look it, but I'm 55. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me stay on track so I can do what I need to do. But I used to have this issue, and I said, when I go to heaven, the first thing I'm going to do, please pray for me, I mean, no, Insult to anybody. Cold cock is when you take your fist and give everything you can and knock somebody out, right? I said when I got to heaven, I was going to cold cock Adam because he messed this whole thing up for all of us. Do you understand? If Adam had just done what he was supposed to do, all of this stuff would be tight and right. We'd be living in euphoria. It'd be We'd be eating the berries the off the trees. Nobody had to work. There was not even rain, mist coming up from the ground. We were almost like amphibians. Our skin never aged. Do you know that Adam and Eve were designed to live eternally? They were never going to die. They messed this thing up. And because of what they did, now we have to work at the sweat of our brow and the women have to have... Pain with with um, with with childbirth. And Adam did all of that. I said, oh, God, I ain't gonna say nothing. Let me in heaven. Show me Adam. Show me my original dad. Happy Father's Day, Adam. <laughs> Boom. You just made life living Hades for all of us. Where are you? I was angry for a long time because I look at the atrocities, sex trafficking, my braces. I have to say it the way so I can get it all out. Murder, drugs, hate, racial stuff. Do you know there was only one Adam and he wasn't rainbow? We get stuck on all of that. Our father is spirit. This little housing unit we have on. Why are you getting stuck on that? That's where you are. You're stuck on stupid. That's a SOS. So I came today because father sent me to tell you he's a good father. And before any of this, you had not even physically showed up on the scene. He had already made the plan, the way of escape to redeem each of us back to himself. That's why when I read in Matthew, I mean, I was reading in Genesis and Matthew came. I said, wait, hold up now. Hold up. Wait a minute. (laughs) Do you mean to tell me when Jesus went into the wilderness after he come up, he's been baptized. River Jordan, Holy Spirit comes down. Father authenticates him, ordains him. And he said, this is my beloved son in him. I'm well pleased. There's nothing in him that's incongruent with me because we're one. Hear him. Follow him. Obey him. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth, the light. I'm going to show you how to walk this thing out, Roland. Hey, I walk it out. You know, walk it out. Do some Crip stuff. y'all. There, there. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus is the way because we where are you? I don't know how to do this Christian walk. He, he told you I'm the way. Do it like me. I see you, Pastor Brown. Do it like me. I am the way. I am the truth. So you can have facts and things can be true, but it still not be the truth. So where are you? You're confused because you're looking at facts and true things, but it's not the truth. I'm here to tell you about and show you a better way. And that's Christ Jesus. God set this thing up so much, so much so before we were even created. We were created in his likeness and image. We were already created for righteous works. But we have to grow more into his character. We get to do that. That's what this process is about. You can never, ever become God. Understand that. That's what Satan tricked them to think. See, he was trying to replace God. We were created like this is my youngest son. This is my oldest son. This is Elijah Tyree. Soon to be 26. This is Roland the fourth. I, I, they're not here. I got a grandson. He's Roland the fifth, y'all. And my dad is still living. He's 84. My grandfather's not. But these are my biological sons. They'll never replace me. But in my likeness and image, you you can be around them and and hear my character in them because of how I brought them. And my middle son, he's the more comical one. Xavier, he sent me a Texas one. He had to work. That's why he's not here. He said, Dad, I just want to thank you for all the beatings you gave me. I mean, he just go. I said, dude, if somebody read this, they're probably called CPS right now. He said but it was seasoned with grace and love. I said, yeah, and, and I, I saw this woman on community comedian, she like, grace and love? I said, you say that now at the end of it, but you would think I was torturing him. I said, dude, get this junk off of Instagram. <laughs> I said, edit your post. Well, dad, it's a free world. You can't tell me what to put on my post. Well, that's not a happy Father's Day greeting to me, Xavier. I just keep it real. He's comical, he's comical. But what I was saying in that, you can never become like God By sinning against him. And we sin against God by sinning against his word. There were three points that he gave me. And I'm going to give that to you here. God loves us limitless. That's what I want you to know. For one thing. He loves us beyond our limitations. If you trust God, you will obey him. If you trust God, you will obey him. If you love God, you will serve him. He says it like this. If you love me, keep my commandments. If you love him, this is hey, there's V. That's my my grandson. Hey, V. Right there. Yeah. My my daughter in love, Sarah, right there. I didn't know they were right there. God knows the truth. So stop blaming. Stop projecting and making excuses. Let me pause for a minute, if I can be real. I didn't want my sons to have interracial relationships. Do you hear what I'm saying? Because of the world that we live in. Give me Adia for a second. Because of the world that we live in. This is my oldest granddaughter. This is Adia Hope Sigler. Let me tell you a quick story. Obviously, she's she's mixed with love. OK. Amen. Vanilla swirl. And, and her, you all get that, right? Her mom, when, when my son and, and her mom had him, had her, she said uh, they call me Big Daddy. She said, uh, Big Daddy, uh, I'm naming her Adia, Adia Hope. I said, Okay, what does Adia mean? She said, Adia is Swahilian. It means God's gift. So she's God's gift, Hope. And I said, How do you think I know Swahilian? You think I'm, because I'm black, I know Swahilian? <laughs> <laughs> that was just a little, little joke right there. I'm saying, <laughs> what I wanted to say, the reason why I brought her up here. The love that she gives us and the love we receive from her, I didn't think, I thought I loved my sons. That's love. (laughs) I love them jokers. And I do love them. I do love y'all. Don't hear me wrong. I do. But if I could have bypassed them (laughs) and just got to V, Adia, Bailey, Harper, who just my wife took out, and Ava, If I could have just bypassed the boys and got them just like I'm telling y'all in for it. ooh! I don't know if you have any other grandkids, but the love you think you love her. And they do. But the love for this little one right here and that little one that the watch and see its like you had a Grinch when he stole Christmas. And then all of a sudden his heart changed. It's a it's a supernatural love that just like and then you look at your kids like they're stupid. Like, why did God give them to you? Why did he trust you with this miracle? And then you want to treat them like they know nothing, right? Just know. And then my, my, my second granddaughter, Bailey, she's five, she's, she'll tell on my son, the one who I was telling you about the, the comical stuff he put on Instagram, she comes running to me, big daddy, my daddy did this. and my I said, tell him to come here and I get my belt out. He's 28 years old, I'm gonna tear his behind up. So, so they act more like brother and sister than they do dad and daughter. But it's the thing about that love, that's what God has for us. We're to be like children. Where are you? Because you didn't have that model, because you didn't have that experience. You're, you're, you're stuck. You're on hold. Where are you? Did you make some bad choices? Did you make some bad decisions? Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. And if you haven't made them, keep living. You're just moments away from them. And the thing about it is you're in denial if you say you haven't made any. I'm telling you the truth. But here's the thing that got me. I think like this. I'm doing OK. I'm OK. OK. It's like because it's so much. It's just so much. I'm trying to say and I just can't. I know I just don't have enough time to say it the way I want to say it. But here's the thing. I was looking at Adam and Eve. So after they sinned, God told them what not to do. They disobey God. That's sin. Whatever God says to do and you go against that, you do the opposite. That's sin. You can they can say whatever they want to say and try to dress it up and they get attitudes. Everybody got opinions and they all stink. You understand transgressing against the law. And I'm not talking about bondage, but God put order and rules in place. And when we go against that, we're sinning and sin is ugly. And that's what it is. But here's the thing. God said, Adam, where are you? This blows my mind. Do you think God didn't know where he was? I mean, think about that. God knows everything at all times. There's nothing God does not know. He's everywhere at all times. There is no power greater than him. And he asks his creation, where are you? And I'm saying, do you, are you with me right now when I ask you that? Do you understand how big God is? I mean, do you really agree with it? You don't have to like me or none of that. But I mean, just personify that for yourself. Take it and make it personal. You can just stay in your little lane. Nobody has to know. Just keep it straight. But just take that in. Because he knows everything about you. He knows right where you are, right? See, somebody's got so much seething, frustration and disappointment right now. And you put on this smile. Fake it till you make it. He didn't create you to fake it till you make it. He said, break it. Break it wide open. Now make it. And make it be everything that you need it to be, that you want it to be. Because that's who he is. He's a good, good father. And you're loved by him. He created you for good works to glorify him in the earth. So he says, where are you, Adam? And this is what I believe now. I'm not going to put something to the scripture or take something away that's not there. He said, where are you? I believe God was giving Adam an opportunity to reset and reconnect, to repent. He's shown us what it's like in heaven. Can't sin. You can't do this. You, there are boundaries. Why was there a boundary? Understand this, because God knew he was going to sin. That tree of, of, of the knowledge of good, and li- of good and evil opened them up for all the calamity. He didn't want that. So God kicked them out of what is a type a theophonic manifestation of heaven. He had to kick them out of the Garden of Eden. See, that's what I'm talking about. How you serve in the God that's going to kick them out of the only Taj Mahal in creation. Because if they had eaten of the tree of everlasting life, they would have been stuck in sin forever. Oh, this is helping somebody. It got hard that way intentionally. It had to get hard to move you from that situation that was to your detriment. You're looking at it the wrong way and it was a blessing. This is what we do as believers. I feel a little thug coming on right now. I feel so. I wish I had it when I first got up here. When storms come, as believers, you know what we do? We don't tuck, we don't run, we don't hide, we don't try to cover nothing up. We hit those mugs head on. Yeah. I don't know if there's any aeronautical folks here, but pilots go to the headwind to get the uplift. Ah! Woo, 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 woo. Ah! Because ah. I got my red shoes on and my red jacket, I'm just trying to keep it in a certain lane. But but we don't run from trouble. I'm not talking about the results of our sin choices. I'm talking about when difficulties come. What we do is we endure hardness as a good soldier. It doesn't take us out. It takes us up. Eagles fly on the updraft. They kept they when the storms, you know what they do, they catch the updraft and they go above the storms. So you're looking at the storm and you're threatened by it. You're feeling beat down. You're feeling in despair. I'm all alone. Adam didn't have no family. He didn't have any friends. And you're you're complaining about the friends that betrayed you. How about not having no friends at all? Use that stuff. Use every bit of it. Where are you? So here's the three points that he gave to me. He said, I am concerned about you. I know sometimes you feel like no one is. But God sent me here today and I'm telling you this. I don't lie when it comes to this stuff. He said, ask them, where are they? And then tell them in case you don't know and nobody's ever really told you on the level that you can get it. I am concerned about you. I had a dear sister in the Lord. She started calling me about all the things that's going on in their life. And when I tell you it's been heavy and horrific, the things that she's having to deal with. And the Lord said, I want you to preach this to her before you say it to anybody else, because I'm concerned about her. If she was there, she'd get it this morning, but she's not going to be there. So I need her to get this. I'm concerned about everything that pertains to you. I'm concerned. That's not Roland, Dr. Sigler, Elder Sigler, Prophet Sigler, Minister Sigler, Daddy Sigler, Big Dad, all these names. No, no. The creator. Almighty God. Sent me here just as a mailman to say to you today, he is concerned about you. There's a scripture reference for, for brevity. I'm just going to make reference to it. Second Kings chapter four, verses 12 through 13. I'm not going to read it. But what it's talking about is the, the prophet and his servant would go uh, through. Um, Gehazi is the servant, right? They would go through this area. And this I think they were pretty well off this couple. They would always serve the prophet giving things, food, water. And so the woman said to her husband, she said, let's build him a little place on top of the house so that when he comes through, he doesn't even have to disturb us. He can just go up the, the outside upstairs and have a place with a table or a bed, some food, just serving the man of God. That's what she was saying. And then uh, the prophet said to his servant Gehazi, ask this woman, what does she want? What does she need? Because she's been so particular about caring for us. This is how that concern. He says, show you this so you'll see all the details that he needed to be comfortable to take care of life and do his assignment. She was particular about taking care of those things. God says, I'm concerned about you. If it bothers you, it bothers me. If it's concerning you, it concerns me. I'm the all sufficient one. So whatever you need, I don't just have it. I'm not just on Genesis 22 on Mount Moriah. In the Mount of God, the the high place of God, it'll be seen. Jehovah Jireh, the Lord God provides. He said, that's all true. You know, he said, sacrifice Isaac, go up the mount." That's what this is about. He said, it is true. But not only do I provide, I am the provision because I'm concerned about you. I care about you. If it bothers you, it bothers me. That's what he wanted me to tell you. And then he said, I care for you. That's first Peter five, six and seven. When he says, cast the whole of your care upon him for he cares for you. That's who cares about you. That's who takes care of you. The Lord, you get into his presence. You receive from him instruction. You receive from him correction. Like my son was saying, you know why I corrected my son? And yeah, I used to tap that little butt. I'm just going to tell you right now. I used to warm his little behind up more than the others, because that was the language that I needed to have him. Now, this older was older. Hold your hand up, Roland. You know how you to discipline him? You're not going to believe it. Take all his books. <laughs> if you take his books, he felt like you had killed him. And I give me that book. No, give me that book. <laughs> like and my, my wife would come in there. Are you beating him? I did. I promise you I didn't touch him. I took his book. And then he's got, they have readers the same way. And then Elijah, the youngest one, you have to reason with him. You sit and talk to Elijah, and going to say, well, why? <laughs> well, dad, I mean no disrespect, but if I were you at your age sitting on the other side of the table, and you were the dad, and I was talking to you, I would want you to understand, what? <laughs> but, but why? I mean, I understand that, and I mean no disrespect, but why? Help me understand. Boy, I'm going to help you understand, all right. <laughs> Cast the whole of your cares upon him, for he cares for you. And then the third point was he said, I'm coming back, but I'm coming back to get you. Now, there's a references in Revelation 22 and 12. Okay, I'm not going to read the entire text. I know you have it there. It's right before you. But he says, I'm coming back to get you. He didn't just leave us here to try to figure this thing out. Jesus overcame everything, death, hell and the grave. The thing that blessed me about this word today was before we entered into temptation, he conquered and gave us the victory even over temptation. Now, if you're sitting in here and you're tempted and you're struggling with stuff, that's OK. Pinch yourself. That's a flesh thing. That's a flesh thing. Being tempted is not sin. Ah, You see some of you right here today. Where are you you're tempted? Some of you tempted to go and slap that. I mean, I'm just saying some of you are tempted to. I'm just saying. You're just tempted. That's the that's the encumbrances of having this flesh suit that came from Adam and Eve's original sin. But here's the here's the note. Jesus came. Do you understand what I'm saying? Jesus isn't coming to get us the victory. He has done that already. So some of you are waiting for the victory that you already have in Christ Jesus. You're just not forcibly enforcing what God has already given you because you don't know. So I just came to ask you today, where are you to tell you that God says, tell you, I am concerned about you. And that's everything that pertains to you, your health, your wealth, your family, your future, your faith. If it pertains to you, God is concerned about it. Did you hear what I said? Because he cares for You. So cast all your cares upon him and he will care for you. Let him do what he does that nobody can touch perfectly. And then you just get in your part and your role as a good, good son. The sons of God, not a gender thing. We are the sons of God. He wanted son, so he gave a son, seed son, Christ. Okay, it's not the gender thing. We're not. It's not the gender. We are the sons of God. That's who you are. And he's coming back. Now, what we have to do and what we get to do, we get to repent. Hey, Jonathan, I see you up there. We get to repent of our sin. We get to confess it because of Christ Jesus. You know, they, they tried to take and, and uh, weave together an apron like thing out of out of fig leaves to cover up when God was asking them, what were they doing and where with fig leaves for real? Fig leaves. And I looked this up. A full grown fig leaf, the average leaf is 10 inches by five. And they're going to try to cover themselves up because once they ate of the tree, now they saw that they were naked. This is what I want y'all to say. Uh, uh, Pastor Wendy and Nia, don't say anything to Pastor Ray. When Pastor Ray asked y'all about Sunday service, everybody in here that's a part of membership in this family of believers in City Church, when he asks you, say, well, what happened on Sunday? What happened? Don't even let him hear the tape. Say, we got butt naked in church. OK, I'm telling you, say, "Ooh, Pastor Ray, you missed it Sunday. We got butt naked. We were butt naked because that's how God created them. They were naked and not ashamed. I'm using that. Understand what I'm saying. As an example, he's saying, don't have anything hiding between you and me. See, that's where some of you've been. You've been hiding stuff because you feel like you got to be so perfect and you got, you are to be holy. But the only way you can be holy is present more of God back to himself. Allow him to transform you and make you who he created you to be. He didn't leave you to try to figure this thing out by yourself. So all that frustration changes today. You getting butt naked. Tear that little 10 inch by 5 inch fig leaf off. I didn't even say the F on leaf. Did y'all hear that? It just got stuck. You, what you going to hide behind a fig leaf? Think about this. How are you going to hide behind a fig leaf? Yeah. And when you pull the fig leaf off the tree, it's going to die and turn brown and crumble up. So it's just a matter of time before that little thing that you done hooked up and think you done wove together. It's just going to crumble and fall apart. And you're going to be exposed anyway. Yeah. That's good. So just bring it to him. You hear what I'm saying? That's that. He's a good, good father. Yeah. He's a good, good father. Y'all yeah. Campbell's soup. Ain't nobody got nothing on this kind of good. I wish I could do it like I feel it. You know what I'm saying? He is so good. And, and it's good for us to be loved by him. That's what I want you to know. Get naked with God. Don't try to hide. Don't try to build anything. Just bring it to him. And we bring, him, bring it to him through Jesus Christ. And he died for our sins. He made it so that I'm, thumb, Pastor Wendy, I, I, I touched it, but I didn't hit it the way I wanted to. But this is what I want to extend to you. An opportunity. I don't, I don't know if, 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 if you can do a little harmonizing of that good, good father in the background. That, I don't know if everybody's here, that song. You don't have to do the full thing. You don't have to worry about the words or anything like that. I'm just concerned about a good, good father. Loved by you. That's who you are. However that went. I want that, that going. Because what we've, we've been stuck on is not knowing just how good God is. God set this thing up so that we could be redeemed back to him before we were in the earth. That's what I saw with crazy clarity. Jesus went to the the garden of Gethsemane and was tempted by the devil before we were born. Did you see that? He set this thing up in Genesis because of the fall of man, man's disobedience, one man's sin. Because of Adam, we all got messed up. Y'all just flow with it however you choose to. I'm going to continue to talk over this. But then one man, Christ Jesus, redeemed us back. And here's the thing. He's so tight with this thing. Before you were born and dedicated, children are the heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is God's reward. He has rewarded your lives with these babies, these beautiful babies. And this one here, that's what he's done before this, before they were formed in their respective mother's wombs. He knew them. Do you see that? These babies are an object lesson to say that's who you are. He loved you before you were you. He intended you to be who you are, like you are in the suit that you're wearing, the height, the weight, the width, the, all of that. He intended it. You're not a mistake. I don't care what what, what the world is saying and other people that may be used to make you feel different than that. God purposed you on purpose. To purpose and even the down times in your life were ordered of the Lord. You think he didn't know Adam and Eve were going to sin? He said, this is going to set this thing up. So now we can really understand just how much of a good, good father he is. Ah, you got to see it today. He's such a good, good father. He knew they were going to sin. But I still have a plan of redemption and salvation to bring you back to an eternal state of love and bliss with me. So one one man caused the sin, but I'm going to come myself and redeem you back to myself. So if you don't know him like that, I was going to I was going to mark Pastor Ray a few times today, but I didn't do it. I almost. I remember if you don't know him like that and he'll repeat it two or three times. Y'all know. Y'all know him like that. He does that when we be talk, when we're talking and I'll give it back to him and we crack up. We just we, I love him. He, he's one that I get strength from just knowing that he's breathing. Because a brother is born for adversity. So when I'm hitting some of these headwinds, I think about him, And then just when I'm at the point where I'm about to nose dive into the ground and crash. What's going on, Bishop? Give me a word, Bishop. What's the word, Bishop? And I'm like, if you only knew, I feel so far from Bishop right now. What I want to do is cuss. <laughs> and then, <clears throat> that's where I am. That's where I was. But here's the thing. I have a savior. He saved me. He saved me. I'm saved. I'm in need of salvation and I'm being saved. Did you hear what I said? He saved me to my spiritual core and I'm being saved. I'm being transformed. If you don't know him like that, lift up your hand. If you don't have a personal relationship with him, you don't have to move. I'm not going to spit on you. This is not the prophesying service today, although we got that in our pocket, too. I just want you to know that he's a good, good father. And it will bless his heart and make this a happy Father's Day to the father. If you come back into the fold of God, the family of God. So I'm extending now salvation to you. If you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior for the free pardoning of your sin to forgive you. For eating from the tree, whatever that tree was. That's what this extension is. And if you knew him and then you start moonwalking, backsliding away from him. I can't do it on this carpet, but I can backslide. I mean, moonwalk. <laughs> yeah, see, I Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm opening that up for you, too, just by raising your hand. Because we really believe and we've been praying for some time that God was doing a transformative work today. In your hearts and your minds. Something is clicking today that's never been there before that you will forever be changed. Now, if I had said, For thus saith the Lord, hear ye the word of the Lord, I did the same thing that way. I just made it more palatable so you could receive it because there's been so much ignorance propagated in the earth, people have not received God because of the vessels. But this day, in your hearing and in your eyes, it changed for you. Oh, yeah, it changed for you. That's how God does it. He sends his messenger, which he's been sending since the birth, seven plus years of city church to proclaim the word of God and being faithful, even with all the head winds and the storm with despair and discouragement. But they've been tracking and keeping it going. And now they've come to a place and it almost feels like a new launching pad. For on this day, the Lord says, I'm bringing city church to the runway where City Church is about to take off like a city set on a hill, like a light set on the hill. This is Zion being manifested in your eyes. So you, you're a witness today of a miraculous thing that God is doing. You're going to hear it noise within and abroad, what's happening in the heart and the lives of these people in here. You're going to hear it. And even if you didn't hold your hand up, as long as you do it in your heart before God. So, Father, we bless you. We thank you for these that are here. We bless Pastor Ray. Lord, we thank you that all of those.